Welcome to episode 7 of the Press Forward podcast. Thanks for joining us again. And if this is your first time with us, I hope that you find it useful. You can get this podcast each and every week by subscribing to us on iTunes or your favourite podcast player. Just use the buttons on the episode pages over at wpandop.org forward slash podcasts. Today, we're going to be hearing from Carrie Dills. But before that, I wanted to take a moment to explain what this podcast is all about. You see, the Press Forward podcast is created by WP and Up. They're a charity working in the WordPress space to support the WordPress community. Their help is freely available at wpandup.org or you can call plus four four two zero three three two two one zero eight zero. This support is available for all sorts of reasons. It might be to do with mental health, physical health, perhaps your business is going through a tough time or you'd like to update your skills. Whatever the reason might be, please reach out. It's so easy to just keep pushing problems down, hoping that they'll go away, ignoring things until they cannot be ignored any longer. Of course, it might not be you. You might know of someone who you feel could benefit from some support. Whoever it is, whatever it is, we're here when you have a need. As of the recording of this podcast, we've provided 792 hours of mentorship, an amazing 3,302 hours have been donated by the many people who are volunteering for WPNUP, so we're very serious about supporting the WordPress community. But we're just getting started, and we'd welcome your help. Did you know that May 2019 is Mental Health Awareness Month? A chance to shine a light on the issue of mental health. At WP and Op, we're trying to gain a better understanding of where our resources should be targeted. And if you feel able to help us, we'd love you to complete our survey. It's at wpandop.org forward slash go. And it's honestly quite fun to fill in. If you'd like to support WP and Op financially, then please go to wpnop.org forward slash give and if you'd like to get involved with wpnop then please visit wpnop.org forward slash contact or look for the social links in the footer of the website sponsorship is also an option and sponsoring wpnop is a great thing to do you'll be helping with the important work that we're undertaking and you can be featured on the podcast like this The Press Forward podcast is brought to you today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers an awesome managed web hosting platform that's built for speed, security and scalability while being environmentally friendly. Enjoy a better web hosting experience for your WordPress website, backed by 24-7 expert support. And we thank Green Geeks for their support of the Press Forward podcast.
Gary Dills has been a mainstay of WordPress for many years. Ever since I started using WordPress, she was there, creating content and working on exciting projects that always piqued my interest. She's been prodigious in the amount of work that she produces, be that as a developer, a podcaster, a blogger, or a course creator. Everywhere I looked, there was Carrie, producing something that I was keen to consume. Carrie likes to round off her year with a year in review blog post, a chance to sum up what happened in her business during the course of the year. They're always interesting reading, and they always gave you an insider's look at her business. This year though, Carrie decided to write a completely different post, because she'd had a completely different year. The normal explanation of her business dealings was replaced by something much more personal. A year in and about her. Carrie Dills. The person. And some of the events that had shaped her year. It's a piece of writing which is very open, laying out the highs and the lows. It captures a moment in her life, and does not sugarcoat anything. Often, these kind of posts read backwards from the destination. They write about the journey getting from the start to the finish. And whilst Carrie's story deals with a journey in the most literal sense of the word, it's not about finishing. More, it's about being thoughtful, about what you've been doing and realising that there's still more to do to get to the finish line. We discuss a few areas that are very personal, and so this is a trigger warning that we will be talking about relationship difficulties. If you want to avoid this, you can skip this section, which is roughly 30 minutes in length. I started by asking Carrie why she chose to write such an open and honest post about the year just gone, when she could have just kept her personal life, well, personal. Uh, I think a lot of it was just where my head was at the time. 2018 was a difficult year personally, and frankly, as well as you probably know from talking to, to folks on this podcast and and elsewhere that you know, sometimes when life gets a little bit overwhelming, it's hard to even really have space in your head for business conversations. So that's just where I was at the point in year when I would usually be reflecting on how things went in the business. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't even have space to to get there right now. It's just I need to kind of release just all of these other things that have been going on. Many of us would long to break out of the routines that we're in go off and do something completely different for a few weeks. Perhaps spend some time with your family. This is exactly what Carrie did. But she didn't decide to go and sit on the sand and stare at the sea, or relax in some other way. She decided instead to go for a walk with her father. A really long walk. Most of the way across Spain. Sure. So uh, my dad and I did a, uh, a walk called the Camino de Santiago. It's There are multiple routes, but they all culminate in uh, Santiago, Spain, in a cathedral where supposedly the bones of, of St. James are buried. And so it's a sort of a pilgrimage. And people do it for a lot of reasons. We I didn't set out necessarily to do it as a, as a pilgrimage, more of a 
my dad suggested it and it sounded like a really neat thing to be able to spend time with him and also take on like a physical challenge. So we took five weeks and traversed Spain. Spain, it turns out, is quite large. And so this walk was going to be quite long. To undertake something like this, you need time to prepare, to be fit enough to know that you're going to make it. I asked Carrie if she was typically someone who looks after her physical health. I could certainly stand to <laughs> to be, I'll say physical activity is important. Fitness, uh, my fitness has kind of gone by the wayside, but there's a a phrase that I learned, a Latin phrase that I learned when I was researching and preparing for the Camino called Salvitur Ambulando. And it means or roughly translates, it is healed or it is cured by walking. And that was something, that phrase resonated so strongly with me because before even even knew the Camino existed or started planning that trip, getting out and just taking walks has always been just kind of an important way to clear my head. And one point would have called myself a runner and uh, have always just enjoyed being outdoors and walking around. The walk that Carrie undertook with her father has a long history of being a pilgrimage route. People complete the long and arduous walk to transform themselves, often in a spiritual way. I wondered if there was a component of this in Carrie's desire to walk halfway across Spain. I think it was mostly, it, it was just the opportunity to, to do that with my dad. He's, he turned 70 uh, in 2018 and I think was kind of maybe getting in bucket list mode or uh, just, you know, thinking about his own mortality and, and wanting to, you know, create these experiences and memories in the time he has left. and which, I mean, he's in perfectly good health, but one never knows. And I've always had a, a very close relationship with my dad. So it just, it sounded like a, a really uh, just amazing experience and memory to create with him. So it was more about that than seeing Spain, but it certainly did not hurt that, you know, it was going to be in <laughs> walking across incredible countryside. If you're going to walk 500 miles, then I guess you'll need to prepare. I suppose that you could just book a plane ticket and then start walking, but it's such a long way. I wanted to know if there was anything special that Carrie and her father had done to make sure that the whole journey went as smoothly as possible. Oh yes, we planned extensively and, you know, despite all the planning, there's still ended up being surprises or just unexpected things along the way. But we read, you know, lots of forums and tour, I guess tourist sites or, you know, things that had information, blog posts from people who had walked the Camino. And so kind of trying to pre prepare us for the journey itself, but also based on the time of year we were going, um, what we could expect weather-wise and, and how do you do all of this and also end up with a pack that weighs less than 15 pounds or, or whatever. I think mine was, my total weight was 13 pounds. And so, yeah, a tremendous amount of preparation went in. But even that said, if I were to do it again, uh, I would know better. <laughs> so after all the preparations, you've now got to actually walk 
the 500 miles. Let's just say that again to let it sink in. 500 miles. It's a long way, even if the terrain is flat. I had envisioned that it was, you know, that I knew that the, the first couple of days going through the Pyrenees would be a lot of climbing and, you know, vertical ascent and descent, but I was thinking it would be fairly flat from there on out. And I guess in all of my planning and preparation, I just never looked at an elevation map because that was not the case. It was, you know, of course, some, some segments were easier than others, but I mean, you, you got some straight shots uh, or flat shots, I should say, but there were, were also plenty of climbing. And when I say climbing, I don't mean like you're using your hands climbing a cliff face or anything. I just mean you're, you know, you're headed uphill. And surprisingly, the downhills can be just as difficult as the uphills. It's a muscle. <laughs> I discovered a lot of muscles I didn't know I had because they were sore. I've heard that people who climb mountains talk about breaking the ascent up into small sections to make it seem more achievable. I'll walk to there, then reset. Now I'll walk to there. I thought that perhaps Carrie and her father might have needed to have done something like this too. Yeah, you know, it really was. At one point, I talked to my or said to my dad, I was like, "This is our job. We're going to get up, and every day had its own routine. You know, you get up, you throw all your stuff in your pack, and you know, you try to get off, maybe get a cup of coffee, and get off by seven in the morning or so, so that you can get the bulk of your walking in before the heat of the day comes on. And so we'd frequently start out walking in, in the dark with just headlamps. And uh, I think it's I've slept too many times since then, but I, I want to say we averaged maybe around 15 miles a day. So yeah, your number was pretty good. And I got, I was trying to, I did a lot of conversions of kilometers and miles when I was over there. So sometimes I get my, <laughs> my kilometers and my miles backwards. <laughs> to us, the listeners, this seems like such a romantic thing to do. Go off to a foreign country and replace your routine with something extraordinary, something memorable and life-changing. But was this in fact the reality, whilst actually doing the walk? Was it enjoyable? Worthwhile? Cathartic? A chore? It was all of those things. <laughs> I am very glad that I did it. I am very glad that it's behind me. <laughs> it was a chore, but cathartic as, as well. You know, I have, I'm, I'm not a mother, Nathan, but I have heard other mothers say that as soon as they birth a child, they're like, I will never, ever have another child. Uh, but then with a little bit of time and space, all of a sudden, you know, let's, let's add to the family. And I think that's kind of the way I felt about the Camino. When I first finished it, I thought I would never, ever, I'd be an idiot to ever do this again. But with a little time and space, I'm like, oh, that, that would be fun to try again. Maybe take a different route uh, than the one we took this past time. So I, I don't know. This walk took a long time. And that meant a long time away from normal life. Carrie's life became something completely different something other from her usual routine. 
I wondered if she had missed her normal life, or whether the journey had left her with a desire to try new things when it was all over. I did not miss, I, so I didn't do any work when I was there. I had wound down projects and obligations before I left, and you know, I'm thankful that I'm in a work situation that enabled me to do that. And so there, there was no expectation from anyone that I would be answering emails, or as a matter of fact, I, I even had an autoresponder on my email that says, I'm going to get back and delete all of these messages. So please reach me after such and such a date if you really want to talk. You know, I, I thought I would get, uh, you know, the shakes or, or miss connectedness. And I did not. It was so nice just to be completely unplugged. Now, I still have my phone with me so I could, you know, check in with my family and post photos to Instagram from time to time. But on the whole, being offline was fantastic. And then when I came back, it was really hard to get back into just sort of the, the regular nine to five grind. Somebody else might have been invigorated, but I think just because of other personal things happening in my life, it was it was hard for me to reboot and get back in a, in a work frame of mind. A topic that we've covered on this podcast a few times already is the idea of switching off from the online world. The possible benefits of shutting off notifications or making the phone inaccessible during certain parts of the day. I wondered if Carrie had enjoyed this aspect of her journey. Did she enjoy being disconnected? Yeah, I think so. I guess it was also it was easier because I was not in my normal environment. I think had I been at home, it would have just seemed odd or, you know, just like it's just me and the crickets <laughs> here without without the devices turned on but um just kind of being out in wide open country i don't know i guess i didn't i really didn't miss it and also the physical challenge of, of what i was doing took up a fair amount of of mental energy so between you know kind of what my eyes were taking in and the in the work that my legs were doing it was good not to be distracted by by the digital stuff you know, so this was kind of a, I don't want to say a hotly debated topic, but in our preparation for the trip, we read, you know, people were very opinionated about, do not take your devices. And, you know, you don't even need a smartphone, just all you need is a map, <laughs> a paper map. And and other people were like, okay, well, I'm going to take my tablet or my laptop. I want to be able to work in the evenings. And people debated kind of what was the right approach. And in the end, there was this kind of theme that cropped up again and again. And it was everybody has their own Camino. Camino means walk or road or path. So the idea of what's what's right for one person, if, if they want to stay connected, then that's great. That's their Camino. If somebody else wants to completely turn it off, then that's great. That's their decision. And that's their Camino. And for me, I did make a conscious decision ahead of time. I'm going to, I'll have some books on my phone, some audio books and some physical books. I will post on Instagram and I'll be able to FaceTime with my family. And that was really, I think I cheated, maybe checked Twitter once or twice, but on the whole, I disengaged from social networks and um, it was, you know, that was my Camino. I think that an event like this could have the capacity to change your life in a deep and meaningful way. You've been away for so long, doing something so different, that it feels like this walk is now your normal life. 
So I asked Gary if the whole experience had caused any lasting changes. I don't know if the trip necessarily changed me, but I think starting, wow, let's let's call it the American election season in 2016, when things got kind of nasty online and it didn't matter which side of politics you were on, it was nobody had anything nice to say. And there was just kind of this overwhelming negativity on, on social media. And at that point, I mostly disengaged from Facebook. I went through, I call it the great friend purging of, of 2016. I just, I pared it way down. And that's not a commentary on if somebody got removed. That's not a common, a personal commentary. That was just my choice to, to be less present there and not, not to just have negativity in front of me all the time. I turned off all of my notifications. So if I, you know, if I get a mention on social media or if I get a new email, I didn't have notification. It's been a couple of years since I had notifications turned on for those things. If I wanted to check, I would have to proactively go and check. So I think I've, so I'd already kind of started that before Spain. And then, you know, that Spain experience, I realized I honestly don't, I don't miss it a ton. I mean, there's some, there is, there's an aspect to maybe this is, a testament to so many good people in the WordPress community. Like when I would quote unquote cheat or go look on Twitter, it's just because I miss people. I wanted to know what people were up to, what people were doing. But other than, you know, kind of that social curiosity aspect, I don't feel like I still don't feel the need to know every single thing that happens or (laughs) just be constantly plugged in. I've never been to Spain so I don't really know what it's like, but I'd love to go there. There's a whole slew of other places that I'd like to go as well. And I wondered how they ended up doing this exact walk in Spain and not some other location. It was my dad's idea to to do this specific walk um, as opposed to, there's the Appalachian Trail and, and the East Coast of the US and the Pacific Coast Trail and the West Coast and I, there, I mean, there are places you can do long form hikes all over the world, but he had watched a movie called The Way uh, with Martin Sheen and I think kind of been in, inspired by it. And so, I, you know, then I went and watched the movie. And so I think it was not just that we would be able to do this walk, but that we'll be able to do it in a quote unquote exotic place or, you know, in a, in a landscape that was completely unfamiliar. So that was kind of the reasons behind choosing that that specific walk. But that said, Spain is just it's it's beautiful countryside. It's in every every day the landscape changed just a little bit. Like there were, there were days when we were just primarily walking through uh vineyards, so their their wine country. Um there were other days when we were in the mountains and it's, you know, you're just animal, you know, farm animals all around you. There are other days where you were walking through tiny villages where you had to step aside so that <laughs> so the the cow, <laughs> the cows could pass. It was, you know, uh, and this is true all over Europe, but, you know, the U.S. is a, is a young country, relatively speaking. And so when we talk about old buildings, we're talking about things constructed and, you know, the 1700s or 1800s. And when you get over into Spain, I mean, the just the history and the age of some of these things that you're looking at and places where you're standing, or I don't know if spiritual is the right, exactly the word I'm looking for, but just kind of an, an awesomeness about it that 
you know, how many people have gone there before you, how many lives, you know, births and deaths. And it makes you feel not insignificant, but it certainly puts things in perspective. There's a, I don't know why this is kind of randomly coming to my mind. There's a a movie called Under a Tuscan Sun, and it's a woman that's in her midlife. And I can't remember what the crisis in her life was, if it was a divorce or a death or, or something. But anyway, she finds herself going to Italy and, you know, in this beautiful countryside and being exposed to a culture that's more intimate and familial and the importance of food and sitting down together and, and having meals. And anyways, that's, that's a Hollywood thing, but it's, it sounds like a, also a reflection of what real life experiences. I decided to move the conversation on, away from Spain and on to the other aspects of Carrie's year. As with all people, life is not always going to be how you would like it. And although Carrie's status in the WordPress community means that many of us know of her, most of us don't know what's really going on in her life. In her blog post, Carrie talks very openly about some difficult times that she faced. Yeah, and you know, if anybody reads the article or has previously read it, then this is a spoiler alert. I had a, a couple of kind of seminal moments or circumstances in 2018. One was the loss of my marriage. After 14 years of marriage, my husband and I decided to to part ways. And that was, you know, the culmination of many years of things not being, you know, ideal. If And I don't know if you could even say ideal in anybody's relationship. But, you know, a best friend, he is was my best friend. And um, so just kind of the emotional toll of deciding to pull our lives, pull out our lives that have been uh, obviously so tightly wound together from over a decade. And so just deep loss there. And frankly, uncertainty over not whether, you know, these are the right decisions to make. And, and then that coupled with the the loss of another dear friendship and alcohol played a role in that. Uh, my friend is an alcoholic and said some, some deeply hurtful things. And anyone who's uh, been exposed to alcoholism, whether it's yourself or a family member or a close friend, know how damaging that can be. It's a it's a truly ugly disease. But through you know, it's like all in not one fell swoop, but in a relatively short period of time, uh, the two people I would say were the closest, uh, my closest confidants. Those relationships were falling apart. I continued by asking Carrie if she had found something that had worked for her, helped her to get through this difficult time. Yeah, certainly, certainly my relationship with with God. I prayed a lot, Um, not necessarily going to church, but uh, just praying directly to to God and then uh, relying on a network of, of friends. And, you know, you mentioned earlier that, you know, I'm well known in the WordPress space or whatever. And sometimes that is kind of weird to me. But when I made it, or when I shared anything publicly about a struggle, the response from a community of, in some case, people I know, but in some case, strangers, was just overwhelming, and really precious that people who, you know, have maybe interacted with one of my courses or 
some of my content somewhere along the line would would just reach out with kind words and and that that meant a lot to me so i think knowing knowing that they're you know my physical physically close friends in uh, texas where i lived and uh and then also an online community pulled me through if you were to go back just a few years there was no such thing as an online community your friends were likely people that you had met at some point. Carrie speaks of friends in a different way. Some of them are people who she's met, whilst others are friends who took her courses or are involved in WordPress in some way. Do these online friends occupy the same meaning in her life? Do they have equal status? Yeah, and it's that was so unexpected. But, you know, when I started in, engaging people in the WordPress community, you know, at first online, and then, you know, I was probably a, almost a year into it before I found out there was something called a WordCamp and you could go interact with these folks in person. And yeah, some of those people have become my closest friends. And there's a real life component because over, you know, over the years, we've been able to uh, see each other in person at events. And I think my friends that... So my real world friends that <laughs> that I know from like my hometown and stuff, I think they think it's really bizarre that I have these friendships with people online. But yeah, can't underestimate the, the value of those friendships, even if they were over Twitter. So it was an extraordinary year. But that year is now gone. I wondered if Carrie had actively thought about putting that year behind her and making a conscious effort to start afresh. I start by saying that 2019 has, has been an incredible year so far in, in a very positive way. I don't know if it was instinct or or what, but there was very I very much wanted a physical separation from from my city and from just a place with a lot of memories with my ex-husband and uh, so in January, I, I loaded up my car and left town. <laughs> and I've been on the road ever since. And I'm currently situated out in California. By the time this is published, I'll probably be in a different state. But just exploring, seeing beautiful places, camping, visiting friends I've made in the WordPress community along the way. I'm kind of taking the opportunity of this life upheaval and, and having an adventure in it. And uh it's been really refreshing physically, refreshing mentally, sort of, I don't know, it's like the Camino stateside. <laughs> That's a lot of change. And from the sounds of it, good change. Carrie is doing the Camino after the Camino. Only this time hanging out along the way with people from WordPress. I was curious about how many of the people that she's currently visiting come from the WordPress community. Pretty much a hundred percent. Well, I can't. Well, I'll say ninety-five percent. And that's another thing that's so wonderful. WordPressers are all over the world, and having been in a part of the community for I don't know five or six years now, it's like man, you can just put your finger on the map just about anywhere and you'll find somebody from WordPress <laughs> not too far away. So 
that's been really cool to kind of plan my travels around getting to getting to see folks. So the WordPress community has been a real benefit and support to carry, and maybe it has to you too. But some of us are yet to find it and take our first steps in it. I asked Carrie what she thought were the best ways one might get involved and make that all-important start. Yeah, probably the easiest way is, I mean, there are a lot of different ways we work with WordPress, is to find some sort of online community that works with the same themes or same plugins or does agency work like you do, or I I mean, whatever it is, find some people that you have something in common with in the WordPress realm, and then insert yourself into those online communities and just, you know, start being helpful and being friendly and and meeting people. And then if ideally, if there's a local WordPress meetup, go and meet people in person. I know not everybody for the more introverted, that might be kind of uncomfortable for the in-person. So, you know, start online, but yeah, you've got to, you've got to put yourself out there a little bit. It doesn't mean you have to like go vomit every bit of personal information. Like I just did on this podcast, (laughs) but, uh, you know, start small, work your way up. Remember that WP and Up is here to help you. Visit wpandop.org or call plus four four two zero three three two two one zero eight zero. The Press Forward podcast is brought to you today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers a specially engineered platform that gives WordPress users web hosting that is designed to be the fastest, most secure and scalable hosting available in multiple data centers. Their WordPress hosting makes deploying and managing WordPress websites easy with automatic one-click install, managed updates, real-time security protection, SSD RAID 10 storage arrays, power cacher, and expert 24-7 support to make for the best web hosting experience. And we thank Green Geeks for their support of the Press Forward podcast. That's it for this week. Please let us know if you've enjoyed this podcast, if you're finding it useful or helpful. You can reach out to us at wpnop.org forward slash contact. Remember, there's a serious point to all this though, and that is that WPNOP is here to provide help and support. That help is available for you or people that you know, and it can be easily accessed at the wpnop.org website. Please spread the word about this new podcast, tell your friends and subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast player. Together, we can hashtag press forward.